0: So, I was at a function recently, and I uh, got uh, into a, an interesting conversation. I was surrounded by a lot of housewives and um, some fathers and families and It was just a nice little conversation at the table. but then the, the subject of, of, of love came up, and this this central theme to well all of our lives really I mean all that we do and so much of, of, of our thoughts and time and our money are invested into wanting to be loved, it's why the, the, the cosmetic industry is worth billions, it's why uh, plastic surgery and all those kind of things and fashion and clothes and all these things are, are so important to people because they want to look good, why? Because they want to be loved, it's a, it's, it's a normal desire of the human heart. We want to be loved, we're created for love, so this is, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a natural instinct to want to be loved. Now, how we go about that, how we choose to, to, to fill that desire, that's when, that's when things can get a bit hairy. But the desire itself, the desire to be loved is a good desire. Uh, but if I try to fill that then with, uh, well, with other things, with addictions, if I try to fill that with superficial relationships or one night stands and all that kind of thing, then I'm, I'm, not, I'm not filling my heart with actual love. I'm filling my heart with with this fake imitation, this, this, this shell of what looks like love, but has no heart, has no content. And that's unfortunately what a lot of people are discovering today as well. They, they, they live life as, as it's proposed to them, or, or they live life searching for love, believing that love is where the world says love will be, that love is, is, is where the world says it will be. And they go and they try these things and they discover there's never greater emptiness, never greater loss. They don't discover love, they discover emptiness, loneliness, but they've done what they were told to do, they've done what, 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 what's being proposed to them the whole time, but they don't discover real love, they don't discover fulfilment at all. And that leads to all sorts of problems that we see today now. Uh, if you, as I say, if you work with, with young people uh, or in schools, the, the, I was contacted recently by, by a principal who said, look, can you come visit our school? We just have a lot of cases of, uh, of students just saying, look, I don't know if I even want to make it as far as the leave insert. Do you know? So you have like teenagers who have no aspirations, no desire to get even beyond 18 years of age. It's it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. So that th- there is a serious crisis out there. So we got talking at the, at this table about about the the topic of, of of love, which is something obviously that we as Christians should be experts in, because God is love. So we should know God, because if we know God, then we know what love is. So. So I asked them, because it's always good to get them thinking, I asked, you know, I asked them, what, what, what do you think love is? And of course there was a, what is she, it's a 18, 18 years of age, a, a girl there who said, oh, love is just a, it's a feeling. It's a feeling, it's a really nice feeling. And I said, uh-huh, no. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You might love, you're a child, you will not feel the feel-feels uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're changing nappies. No, love is not a feeling. Love, it, There is a nice uh, hopefully, I mean you know that, that that romantic stage, that that going out stage. Yes, it, it does feel good. Absolutely, you know, and it feels good to be listened to. It feels good to be to be you know when someone is looking forward to, to meeting you, to seeing you. Someone makes an effort, and someone thinks of you. Absolutely, all oh, so again, it's, it's not wrong, but it's not the full story. Love isn't just a feeling, because feelings change all the time. So no, love is more than a feeling, and then one of the ladies. Looked at me with tears in her eyes, and she said, "Love is when you're willing to sacrifice yourself for someone." And I just—I looked at her, and I knew she knew what she was talking about. She didn't read that in a book. She had lived that. So we spoke a little at the table, the whole lot of us, and then I said, "Do you mind if we have a little chat?" Uh, so we went over just over to one side, and I said, "How did you know that? How did you know that answer?" How did you know to answer so clearly that love is, is when you're willing to sacrifice yourself for someone? And she said, well, it's, I guess, it's so something that I've, I've experienced. You know, when, when, how did she phrase it? When you love someone who is very distracted. And I said, okay, that's, that's, that's a, a broad kind of way of phrasing it. I said, what, what do you mean when they're distracted? As in, as in, uh, as in like, they're uh, distracted by technology or distracted by other people. And then she looked at me, and again, the eyes welled up, distracted by other people. So, you know, she was in, in a relationship where, where her other half, her husband, wasn't being faithful, you know. And she continued to love him. She continued to, to, to keep the family together and to forgive him and, and so on. And so it was, a, it was a very beautiful conversation, but very interesting to see how different people respond to that question. She said love was... was when you're willing to sacrifice yourself for the other or love even even when it hurts. Love when it's difficult. Another person said, when you, when you love, uh, it's, it's wonderful because the other person needs you. And I, as soon as she said that, my goodness, alarm bells went off. The other person needs you. Be careful. Because another danger, and this isn't just in, in, in married life, uh, another danger is that we might desire too much to be wanted or to be needed. To be needed. So then we might develop this kind of, this almost, it's like a saviour complex where I'll only go where I'm needed. You know, where I can kind of ride in on my horse, slay the enemy, and ride out triumphant again. You know, I have to be a fixer. I have to like burst into these problems and I have to fix things and make a difference. And that's me. That's me. I'm the you know, the hero, I'm the the, the saviour, I've made a difference. And because of that I'll be loved, because of that I'll be esteemed, because of that then I'll feel good about myself. Very dangerous, dangerous mentality because you see this even sometimes with with, with parents uh, and children that they, they find it difficult to let go of their children, to let their children be adults. You know, they they can kind of always want to be needed. and at at twenty five, twenty six years of age, the parents still can't let their child make it. Their child, their adult child, make a decision, because the parent still wants to be needed, wants to wants to control. That's that's not love either. You know, it's it's good that the other person in in a loving relationship, absolutely. Um, there's a sense that the other person knows your heart and you know theirs. And so you absolutely, you know, you carry each other's hearts. You, you rely on each other. That's, that's a beautiful thing. But it's different to, to want uh, so to be the hero, uh, ride in, uh, as I say, and, 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 and fix the problem so that you are wanted and that you are needed. Because that's ultimately self-serving. Even though you're helping the other, you're helping the other so that you feel good about yourself. If you're helping the other because you, you want to be the hero. Uh, that's not... The essence of love. The essence of love is willing the good of the other. Willing the good of the other. Not serving your needs. So it was just a fascinating and interesting conversation. When we tie all this back then to to how the Lord teaches us to love. The Lord teaches us to love most especially on a cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So that whoever believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. So God loves us so much that he's willing to sacrifice himself, not, not just create things, not just give a scripture, but actually sacrifice himself. The, essence, the, heart, the heart of love is that self-sacrificial nature, that I'm willing to sacrifice myself. And that's what keeps families together, that's what keeps the church together, that keeps parishes together. It's, 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 it's the essence of community. It's not just that we all think exactly the same way, because that's impossible. We don't and we won't ever. But it's when, without making moral compromises, of course, but when I'm willing to, to sacrifice maybe my plans, my ideas, uh, myself, for love of the other. That's, that's what will keep a family together. That's what keeps a parish together. That's what keeps the church together. Wisdom is bright and does not grow dim. By those who love her, she is readily seen and found by those who look for her. True wisdom isn't just intelligence or knowing how things work. True wisdom is knowing how to love. That's why it should be sought, and when when it's found, it should be treasured. And providence, the Lord's providence, will afford us many situations in each day where we can learn to love. And the more we use them, the more we become people of love, the more we become saints, the more we become the people that God has created us to be. So we ask the Lord today to teach us to to love, not just beyond feelings and beyond being needed. May the Lord teach us how to use this heart of ours for the good of the other, for the building up of those around us, that we might love evermore with his heart. Amen.